I'm pleased to welcome co-writers, directors uh, John Irwin and uh, Brent McCorkle, and producer Kevin Downs. Uh, your new film, Jesus Revolution, is now in theaters. Um, Kevin, a couple of years ago, uh, we spoke about American Underdog, and uh, you mentioned that you were prepping a dramatization for one of the most exciting sections of the Jesus Music documentary, which involved the birth of a national Christian uh, music movement in the late 1960s, spearheaded by Pastor Chuck Smith, played by Kelsey Grammer in the film, and his unlikely partner in salvation, Lonnie Frisbee, played by Jonathan Rumi. Now that we have the Jesus Revolution, um, based on the book by the, therms, the film's third character, uh, Joel Courtney's Greg uh, Laurie, uh, who helped spearhead the movement beyond the Calvary Chapel, the question is for all of you, what is it about this moment in time that made this story so important to tell? <laughs> um, well, you know, I think we there's a line in the film where Devon Franklin's character says, you know, our country's a dark and divided place, but, you know, there, there's, there's hope in there. <laughs> and uh, I remember when I bought the Jesus Revolution Time Magazine cover story uh, in 2015, when we started working on this, uh, and, and, you know, we, we had several, we've made several attempts. This has sort of been one of those passion projects that every film I've been trying to get made. So I can only imagine, and I still believe in American Underdog, it's like trying to get Jesus Revolution made. Um, because I just found it so inspiring to see what was happening in America at a very similar time of division that was so undeniable in culture and even in pop culture that Time Magazine had to give it credit with a cover story. And as I, I, as I researched the movement and got to know Greg, I realized that, man, we're living in a similar time. And this was this sweeping mo movement that, you, that it didn't divide, it unified people. And it was this movement of love. And, uh, and it was young, and it was college students and high school students, and it was people that the church didn't know what to do with, like hippies. And, and I just began to think, okay, if it happened then, maybe it can happen now. And so we began to work on it. And so I, I would say the timing is unbelievable and sort of uncanny. And, uh, and I think it's a really entertaining film. I hope it's a film that will make you laugh and cry. It's my favorite film to ever watch with an audience. Uh, never had an audience cheer multiple times during a movie. Uh, and so it's so much fun to watch as, you know, as a community. But, uh, but there's this message behind it of like, you know, maybe this can happen again. Maybe it's our turn. And, uh, and maybe it's our time. So to see that starting to happen even before the movie comes out is really, really inspiring to me. Yeah, for, cool. me, um, uh, for me, the film is about love and this very uh, square, kind of afraid of the counterculture pastor who uh, basically on a dare opens up his church to something he doesn't understand and this, uh, these disparate groups of people find a commonality and a place of belonging under the banner of Christian love. And um, man, if we could just turn our culture more back towards love and get out of you know, this idea that we should hate the other or hate somebody and, and try to rip them down if they don't think the exact same way as us. You know? And I really do think for a brief moment in time, we see Chuck you know, letting these hippies into the church and, and all, the, all the fun that ensues from that, but then also the beauty, you know, the beauty of finding this empathy and this compassion, this place of belonging. And um, yeah, man, it, it's, uh, I think it's something that's very needed in our culture right now. It's a, it's a really sweet movie. It's also really fun. It's very touching. You're gonna laugh, you're gonna cry. And uh, yes, a lot of people cheer. I mean, I've been in some screenings that have gone off the rails with some college kids. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a really fun, definitely a community 
uh, theatrical experience that you would really savor in a, in a large group, for sure. Cool. How about, uh, Kevin, how about you? Oh, look, I, whenever you make a film, you, like, you try to time it out to where, uh, you know, we make the films not necessarily for us. <laughs> we make them for our audience, you know. And there's nothing that's more uh, gratifying than when you see an audience really react uh, in a way that's so positive about the content and the story that you're telling. And, um, you know, we, we, we've had the, that with our, this film, with the, the grassroots screenings that we've done across the country. Um, so much laughter and tears and just enlightenment where people were like, you know what, we're coming out of a dark place where we were trapped in our homes and we were told we can't leave our homes. And, and um, you know, we forgot what it's like to kind of gather together as a community, um, right? I mean, we went through a year and a half where you couldn't even go to concerts, couldn't go, like, being told don't go to the grocery store. I mean, crazy stuff. And, uh, and so movie theater uh, kind of experience has been put on the back burner. And so... Uh, Jesus Revolution is a story that really um, commands to be seen in the theater because it's about uh, bringing together communities of people and, and helping to redefine what love is and what truth is and kind of putting aside the hate and the, the, um, the misrepresentation of what we really should be focused on as a society. Cool. I, Max's question is kind of technical, I guess. Um, Brent, you not only served as the co-director of this film, but also the composer. Now, some composers get a finished film at the end, and some, are, you know, they are involved uh, at various points in the movie. You were on the ground floor from sort of start to finish. So can you talk about the benefits and drawbacks of uh, you know, having to wear those two hats at the same time? The drawbacks are I'm not a very good musician. <laughs> but uh, um, no, um, man, I, I'm a musician who happens to make films for a living. And so it's how I complete my circuit. Um, I, the thing, it's hard to describe, and it, I don't mean to disparage any, any part of the process because it's an amazing process filled with 400 people that are amazing at their job. But the thing feels a little dead to me until, until you just you put the score in and then it just, it just comes to life, you know? And so for me, it's literally like, you know, that's the final touch that breathes the soul into the thing. And it's just such a beautiful process for me. I, I do a lot of things. I'm definitely a jack of all trades and all that implies the good and the bad. But um, for me, if you desert islanded me and told me to choose a silo, I would be a composer. I, I just, I love music so much. It's in my heart. And so, so yeah, man, the music, um, it can't get in the way of a scene. It's there to help the scene. So it's not about the music, it's about the story. And I, I, I find that I try to pump the least amount of music into things because I, I, I'm so afraid of disrupting uh, these beautiful performances and even the set design and how it's shot. And so, um, I don't know, I just, I just love the whole process. And I, it feels like I'm finally there to kind of glue everything together and, and like how I want everything to feel and how I want the movie to to work all the way through. So yeah, when you when I'm directing, there's a musical quality to that. There's a lyricism, there's like there's there's dynamics, there's dynamism, you know, there's loud parts and there's quiet parts, there's times to rest, there's times to be manic. Um, there's a a poetry to the entire thing. Um, and there's a symphonic element to it, right? So um, a, a, a great conductor can't take credit for the whole orchestra. So I'm, I'm very careful to acknowledge that, uh, you know, a pirate ship goes nowhere with this captain just sitting there going, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm so rad, I'm this pirate. No, dude, like you go with your crew, right? And you make it together uh, on the ship. And, um, and so, yeah, I just, I love the symphonic element of film. So there's all these overlaps and overlays that just make my heart happy. But, but 
it's it definitely is the musician um, who's working it in a film career. It, it's just the way I I get to put all my finishing touches on everything and make it feel, you know, make make it feel right to me in a way that it, the emotion rebounds back. You know, like I don't. I mean, two years from now, I'll listen to the score and be like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I made that music. It's just, it, it's like <laughs> I, I just try to put the music in that I feel like would, you know, makes makes all the scenes resonate with me, and I feel like when it does that, it will resonate with more people. Yeah, and look, Brent's a talented composer, <laughs> and uh, I mean, this is yeah, one of those cool. films where you could literally shut your eyes and just immerse yourself in the experience of the music and the sound that you hear, and and that's really a credit to uh, to Brent and, and just the, the audio um, uh, on top of the visuals and them complimenting each other and, and what John's vision was with the visuals. Um, it, it was definitely a dance and a symphony to see these guys work together, and I, I think they put together something spectacular. We have never spent this much money on music, I can assure you. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, the yeah. music is spectacular, yeah. so. I have expensive tastes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I, I think it paid off. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much. Congratulations on the film. It's really wonderful. And, um, yeah, best of luck in the future. Thanks, man. Thanks, so much, Thanks man. for having us.